prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Red Light, your favorite show that doesn't reveal anything uh the cleanest sex show in podcasting there you go that's the best way we can put it thank you absolutely thank you and again here is larry your main button pusher and jim our resident pervert yes i'm your pervert in residence that 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 works yeah we don't refer to him that way he just kind of refers to him Self, which I don't even know what it's to say about. Very re- Wasn't that beautiful ridiculous. musical entrance nice there? That 70s porn music we have in our, our little entry music thing there. I, I like that personally. <sighs> yes, Jim sat here and, and listened to the the opening over and over and over I again. I love it. And said, yes, this is what we're going to open the show with. And it's perfectly absurd, which is what it should be. Well, considering the absurdness that we have for this show, because we're going to go ahead and do a cannonball back into the pool. And, yeah, and... we sure are. You know, we, we there we were just talking about being the cleanest sex show on the Internet. And we're about to have this conversation, yeah. which is going to be a I mean, everyone's listening to this one going liars. Yeah. <laughs> so um, something you should probably be aware of before we get into it. And hopefully your children aren't in the car for this episode because mm. it's going to go somewhere oh yeah but we do have a few p's and q's we need to go over absolutely we need to let you know that we do not in any way endorse no condone not at all push for absolutely promote not. for clearly no We're not hired by no because we'd have more money absolutely we are not here for any of those things we are here simply to educate inform and entertain that's why we do this because it's a first amendment right to say things and we're not screaming at and, the top of our lungs and post them all over the internet oh and post them all over the internet mm-hmm. and we're not screaming at the top of our lungs fire in a movie theater absolutely so let me let me just give you a little background on how i came to this topic for today because there i was on the uh, on the old interweb and i was uh, poking around and i discovered uh that askmen.com had posted an article by alex manley that was entitled exploring different kinds of taboo sex and it followed it up with a tagline that said, almost all guys are into at least one of these nine. And this grabbed Why my, nine and not ten? I don't know. I guess this is what Mr. Manley decided to report on. That's very grabbing. Uh, Isn't it, like, though? Uh, we don't have enough for ten? Well, as we go over the list here, I think he, uh, we'll try to see if there's a tenth one that he may, may have missed. But uh, the thing that grabbed my attention about this is, as you know, we have talked in the past about why men go to a brothel yes and one of the major things that we talk about is the fact that men will say things like my wife won't do xyz or the bigger one that i hear i can't tell my partner i'm into xyz and i think after i read over this list i think this falls definitely into those 
like it falls into that category. Oh, absolutely. So I felt this was relevant for us to take a look at here. And uh, we're going to start and go right down this list at number nine. Oh, we're going to go. We're... I'm going to go in reverse order because I'm going to assume that these were placed just as I read over these and I read some of the explanations. I have a feeling these are some in somewhat of an order on how common it is or whatever, or at least it would seem that way based on. Well, you after know, taking a look things. at number one, I was like, yeah, I could start. You know, yeah, you see what I'm saying? picture here. is very, very clear at the top of the list. So, yeah, let's start at the bottom of the list yeah. and work our way up. So the one at number nine was exhibitionist sex. What is that? Well, this would be uh, wanting to have sex in public where you might get caught, where people might see you, or on the opposite, watching it go on. You're being a voyeur or whatever. I'm good. Uh, this is definitely not. This is definitely not the one of the nine <laughs> I am into. <laughs> not so. I don't want somebody sitting there and, and judging. It's like, oh, okay, that's a the the performance is a five uh, with a difficulty of ten. Wouldn't that be? Oh God, that'd be amazing. Somebody if hold I, up I, scorecards. I, I I feel like I should carry scorecards with me everywhere I go now for anyone I see doing a PDA. And just immediately like ah, oh, I was. I mean, look, the kiss was all right. I give it a six. Yeah, that, that would be great. Yeah, he was into it. She wasn't. What are you gonna do? Imagine how offended people would be. And it's like, hey, you were the one that was kissing in public. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just come around here. Uh, we should start doing that and see how long we can go without getting punched in the face. Uh, I, I give it about ten minutes. Yes. In Ten fact, minutes. We have very punchable faces. Yeah. Someone's going to punch us. And, and, and we'll come out there with spiral notebooks. That way we can have the numbers all there for yes. us. And, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or the little paddles like they do on the dancing thing. Yeah. You know, that, that leads me to a story. Uh, speaking of exhibition really? uh, sex. Yes. Oh, I'm ready I, for I, this. I never thought I'd, I'd tell. I might have told you the story, but I haven't told everybody this story. The, the audience hasn't heard. Yeah. The audience hasn't heard this. So. I was in upstate New York doing a job. Yes. I'm not going to say for who or for what, but it involved me uh, driving from site to site, taking pictures and, and, and whatnot. Doing your day job, doing if my, you will. Doing my day job. The evil day job. Yes. And it was about three days long worth of hanging out in New York and following around with, with um, other people doing the job. Well, I'm not going to tell you where... But we were definitely in a populated area, uh -huh. and I am driving north, and the car that I see is driving south. Now, I see a woman with her hands in a precarious situation on the man who's driving. Oh. And they are perform or it looked like she was performing a certain act yes. while talking to him. She may have been rubbing him just right. Yes. And it was it was kind of clear that he she was giving him some sort of job with her hands. Oh, well, well well everyone was out doing a job that day. Yes. Then. So after looking at that, I was like, what did I just see? Oh you oh you know what you oh, just and saw. I know what I saw. You know, it's funny, I have I would I, give that a four. A four? I have I have one that I would give a nine and a half that I will tell you about. It's a very similar story. So we, in our local area, folks, there is... So you're going to just immediately top my story. No, no, I don't oh, think okay. it would top it necessarily. It's very similar. But it's very, very weird that, you know, that's the first thing, and then, you know, everybody can see in your car. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, well, I guess it depends on what you're driving, whether or not you can see in and 
I mean, the higher up you are, obviously, you can see. Oh, and yeah, we were all driving trucks. Oh, yeah, so you could definitely they, see it. They were driving a, a, a some sort of, um, you know, one of those 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 uh, four by four vehicles that mm-hmm. family men drive. Yes, which made me even more curious because right. like you're driving around in the the, the family in the four, family car getting 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 jerked off. Getting basically. yeah, getting serviced. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a similar situation in my case. Uh, about a half hour from out where Larry and I are at right now, there is an old-time drive-in restaurant that uh, our people in our local area are very familiar with. Yes, yes. And yes, this is yes. and to get there, you sort of there's a back way that we go, and you're sort of out in the countryside. You so get to, to speak. drive along a mountain ridge. Yes. I mean, it's very, very. It's a beautiful drive it, up. It there. is. It's a lovely ride, especially in the fall. But in any case, I was uh, taking my mother up on a Sunday afternoon to get a nice little burger. And there was a car in front of me that was weaving all over the road. And oh. I mean, and I, I mean, over the double yellow line and everything else. Now, we were the only two things on the road, but it, I was still, I'm irritated back behind them saying, what is this guy doing? Is he drunk? Whatever. And my mother says, well, maybe it's something else. And we start giggling about it. And no sooner does she say that than all of a sudden, a head that we previously did not see in the passenger seat pops up into the passenger seat. Oh, my. Yes, indeed. And we realized at this point that Mother's joke had been 100% correct, at which point we both started howling with laughter. That is hilarious. Yeah, it was... was, That's how you become a 12-year-old real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So myself and my 70-plus-year-old mother... We're laughing about uh, a young man getting a blowjob in the car from the from his girl. Well, we assume his girlfriend. Well, let's hope it was. Yes, yes. So there you go. She did have her hair in a ponytail. For anyone that's curious. Yes. So, so she did the job correctly. She said, "She said I'm fixing to get over here and do this right. <laughs> so, Tightened up that ponytail and." Mm. So there you go. If you were caught on that road and you know what restaurant we're talking about, yes, we are talking about you. Yes, now. we're talking about you. Good on you. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, at number eight is another one I'm not into at all. Choking sex. No, I'm out. But this has an interesting history to it in that um, the history of this, as I understand it, dates back to the days of hangings, where one of the things that people that were went to public hangings noticed was that as a man was hanged, oftentimes he would um, get aroused in the process of death, so to speak. And someone connected that to, well, choking must be sexual in nature for some people. And all of a sudden people started choking each other or choking themselves or whatever. Or, or, or what is, what is that auto autoerotic asphyxiation? Yes. That's where you, that's where you hang yourself or you make a noose and well, you wouldn't do well. Those doing it responsibly don't do it that way. Oh, I don't know how to how to best explain. So, it. so first of all, let me let me say this because we're mentioning this in this show, and I don't want to get sued. Uh, do not do this. No, do not do, no, do this. Do not at all. do this. <laughs> do not do it to yourself. More people have died and been found. Fa- Honest to God, I have I have friends that are coroners. David Carradine is comes well, to he, mind. He comes to mind, but uh, I remember. Um, I remember when I was still doing some documentaries and stuff and I was talking to different coroners and I, I know that they all have at least five or six stories of going in and finding somebody who was trying trying this process alone and ended up dead. 
So please do not do this. George Carlin said it best. You don't know if you're coming or going. Exactly. Do not do this. However, with couples, breath play, as they say, is a big fetish, and it's it's done a lot. And, and please make sure, if you're going to do that, that you do it responsibly and you go somewhere. We, we, we've briefly touched on this before. If you're going to get into anything that is, you know, the BDSM, you know, type stuff, kink type stuff, find someone that can educate you correctly on how to do it so that you don't hurt one another. It is, it is painfully easy to break a hyoid bone. It is painfully easy to do something to the throat area that is not reversible instantly and it would require a medical professional to break into an airway to resolve you know let's uh let's uh let's not do anything foolish people and i've never been into pain when it comes to pleasure so that just uh, well there are a lot of people who are though no, I, i'm not I one of them i'm not one of them either but you know i understand that but yeah the the whole choking thing just it 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 didn't do anything for me. It's, no. it's never done anything for me. I, I just can't. Now, I've dated women that are into it, though. That's weird. And um, it was one of those things. It's weird to me. I well, don't know. It was, because I've, had it, I, I've actually had three women that were into it, it, it became a pattern, so to speak. So uh, I kind of I had to learn to, you know, when, when it was brought up to me that, you know, hey, I like this. The first time I thought to myself, well, I'm not doing that. And then I thought, no, you know, that's not that's not a, a healthy way of looking at things. I need to, you know, I need to explore this with her. And the thing that I needed to do was I needed to educate myself. So mm-hmm. I did. I educated myself on the proper way to do things so that she didn't hurt anybody or whatever. And um, as a result, she had a lot of trust and got enjoyment out of it. And, I mean, it didn't do much for me, but as long as she was happy, I was happy. Well, then you there know? you go. So – uh, not my thing, but apparently, again, it's on the list here of things that men are, I guess, into. Number seven, I don't even want to bring this up. It makes me want to, water sports. We're not referring to water skiing. We're not referring to swimming. Are, are we talking about, like, what would happen after I drank a pot of coffee in the next two hours of me running to the bathroom? We are, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think it's important to note, though, that, you know, we, because you and I have been in plenty of locker rooms, you've been in the military, so you've been around a lot of men who are talking about things and such and We nonsense. never talked about peeing on one another. No, but, but, uh, but you may have accidentally discussed it because recently in a study by I forget what hospital it was, it was proven that squirt is, in fact, largely urine. Pee. Yeah. So uh, I think all of us have been around guys that are like, yeah, I made her squirt last night and I, I loved it. And so I don't know. And it, you stuck your face in it. Yeah. So there you go. I, I, I Now, in this particular instance, I don't know what we say about this. Does that classify now as water sports? Because we now have proven that uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that, you know, it's pee. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I I don't know if that is is that somebody who's into water sports and refusing to admit it because they want to claim it's something else. I still can't get around the fact that there are people who poop and grind it into the shower. Wait, what? Yeah, you 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 don't know about people who poop in the shower and then grind it into the the water faucet thing. No. Yeah, that happens. Why? Uh, the same reason why people are into water sports. 
because there's some weird people. No, 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 wait a minute. No, okay. Well, maybe, okay. But at least, at least with the water sports, I can say, all right, well, maybe somebody likes the warm sensation or maybe somebody, what did, did some people like the warm sensation of poo. No, we're moving on. We're moving on completely. This is, I'm not Isn't even. Isn't that nasty? Yes. Like somebody wanna... takes their bare foot and tries to. Uh, now we're getting, uh, <laughs> Lord Almighty, now we're getting into the, we're, we're past the the first few that I think are particularly bizarre. And this next one, I was sort of like, wait, this is, I didn't, well, let, let's, I didn't realize this was taboo at all. Period sex. Eh, I don't know why anybody be interested in having it, though. Well. I like, okay, 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 so let me let, let me say this. Let, I don't have me, a fetish for it yeah, or anything me, like that. Let, let me backtrack and because uh, I've misrepresented myself. Yeah, and I understand that. Um, to specifically look for this. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, I guess you, somebody does. You, I, you, 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 to specifically look for this kind of activity. Yeah. As opposed to just no, it's like, oh, by the way, this is going and like, no, oh, we're screw we're, it, we're, we're going for it anyway. We're adults. Yeah. We're both in the mood. But to specifically go for, oh, I can't wait to visit that time of month. That's yeah, no, something a little morbid about. Yeah, that. no, I've never been, a, I've never been a vampire, for instance. Yeah. But you know, hey, you know, if, it, if it's go, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a wuss either. You know, let, let, let's let's get it on here. Uh, so I, yeah, I've never been one to say, ooh, I wouldn't go near you during that time. But I, at the same, at the, no, I don't, I like necessarily enjoy it anymore. Or it's not a kink or anything. No. But, it, I wouldn't shy, and that's what maybe this one on the list was somewhat weird to me because I think that uh, yes, I can understand why for some it might be a fetish, mm -hmm. but I think there's plenty of us that are like, well, it's not something I go to look for, but I'm not afraid of it either. Well, it's something that I prefer to do in the shower too. Yes, I can Truth see be that. Told. Yeah, I can see that for sure, for sure. I've always used you know the towel method where you put a towel down. Yeah. And, well, you know. and, and, and the, the other thing about that kind of activity, like you're 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 taking some of your uh, your 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 better uh, weapons away. There are certain <laughs> things that you can't do because yeah, well, of that well, situation. Well, that depends on how you how you look at Moving it. on. Oh, I've earned my red wings. Moving on. You know, we actually had this conversation in the, in the locker room. Uh, we the did. Last, the last show. Which is why we're enough. moving on. Well, you know, you, well, you don't want me to say that part where I said, then never mind. We'll we're, we'll yeah, we're on. moving on. This is supposed to be the cleanest sex show on the internet. Yeah. Okay, so the we'll next talk one. about things we talked about in the locker room at a later date. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, indeed. So uh, BDSM. Is not the next surprising. On, is the next one on the list does not surprise me at all. Not surprised. Uh, is it for me? No. It's not for me. I've dabbled. No. I've dabbled. Well, I've dabbled. Yeah, I've dabbled I, a little bit. I'm I not... would have to say BDSM to me is more of a curiosity and and learning the different relationships between the two people and why they're agreeing yeah. to that kind of activity. I would say that for you, as a, as a sociologist, I yeah. think it would be fascinating to you. Um, it was fascinating to me, and I'm not a student of sociology. Well, it, not so much the just the the relationship between two people that mm -hmm. have mutually agreed. Okay, this is the kind of activity we're gonna we're gonna participate in. One's gonna lose control. One's not. And then you brought something up that I wasn't aware of in the BDSM because all you think about is you know the whips, the chains, the leather, and, and, sure. and whatnot, and, and and the humiliation aspect if there is a humiliation aspect involved in it. Not really a pain at because you don't want to hurt your partner, mm -hmm. but you said there was some sort of comfort or a a 
pampering so a closeout so usually to usually after after a, a scene is done between two people uh there's what's called aftercare i think is what you're referring yes. to and aftercare involves any number of things that, that it's sort of a a wind down if you will and this is meant for the submissive who has been who's had a lot of um uh, uh, stimulation right put upon that's them. a good way to put it yeah and so and well that's that's really and that's really why this is important because what it does is it offers this period of care and everything that kind of settles everything down and that can take any number of forms um when i've been uh when i've been present in a dungeon and i've seen things take place sometimes the aftercare involves cuddling sometimes it involves feeding a person there's a certain there's definitely a care aspect to it or a caring for aspect to it and it can manifest in any number of ways or maybe something got a little uh like accidental bruising you might want to like put an ice pack well, on well i was something. gonna yeah that was gonna and, and especially if it was a, if it was something where a safe word needed to be used where it went it went just a little bit too far what, what we had to stop I, in those cases, especially, I think aftercare is very, very, very important. So, again, this is one of those things where, uh, you know, we advise the audience, don't just march into this oh, on no. your own, please. You know, find somebody who knows what they're doing that can help you and teach you. I mean, yeah, you also have to take into account that, that um, even though Jim is, is active in some of these scenarios, you know, I'm watching from the bleachers. Yeah. I am not a subject matter expert at all. I'm seeing as things come in. Well, and that's – and I will tell you, again, this is one of the reasons – again, you know, you find someone who says, hey, I'm into this, and you, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, I don't know shit about this, and I better learn real quick. You know, that that's always been my attitude, and that's what, you know, en ends up bringing somebody to, you know, the first time going to a, a, a dungeon, and you're thinking – where the hell am I? What am I doing here? But you learn all kinds of things. And there, and, and I will tell you, I have never, ever once been to a dungeon or a brothel or uh, a, a convention that's about the sex industry or any of these places where I have ever felt uncomfortable. There, there you go. Never. Any, any of these places you go, they're very welcoming. They want you to feel welcome. They want to help you. Um, for those of you who are listening to this who are thinking, hey, hey I am into BDSM. I want to learn about it. I don't know anything about it. I highly encourage you to go to any of the Exotica conventions. At all of them, they actually have a, a BDSM area, and it's run by a group of people who are there to educate. That is what they are there for. They will gladly educate you. They will gladly answer any question you have. They will gladly help you to find your way into the lifestyle. So if it's something you're interested, please go find professional people who know what they're doing, who know how to educate you, and can help you get into it the right way, not the wrong way. Yeah, we don't want you sitting around your house thinking that you're weird because you have this this need to figure something out or to discover something yeah, about yourself. Yeah, and, and as much as we are joking about some of these things and laughing about it, please do not feel – if you're out there and you're listening and you're into these things that we're laughing about, don't be offended by that. No. That we're, we're, we're saying things because uh, as I look at a man who has been happily married for X number of years yes. and has been and has been with your, your beautiful wife long before you guys got married. Very much so. I, I, I mean, this is – I recognize how uncomfortable some of this conversation is. So joking about it is a way that we deal with it. And, and, and it's not so much – this is – it's not personally what we're into. This is what you're into. Yeah. This is your list. And, and and by all means, whatever you're into, I'm happy for you. In That's fact, the way I, I look I, at it. I kinda, and the next one is one of the <laughs> – 
face. I kind of feel that these people or the the not these people, but the people participate, which is our, our listeners. Mm-hmm. You're probably hearing this list too and going, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we ha- we have yet to reach one of these that I can say is truly a kink for me, uh, though I've dabbled here or there. Uh, this one though, this one kind of I can't I don't understand at all which is cuckolding i'm out nope i do not share no i i don't either and and not only do i not share but the idea of being humiliated does not seem enjoyable to me at all and you know i i have i have revised my statement that i don't share because i don't think that that's necessarily a fair way to put it i think the best way to put it for me is that i'm very territorial that's a good way to put it i'm very territorial i'm not jealous to be jealous means that I that it would suggest that the other person has something that I don't. Right. You know, or that they are in some way better than I am or whatever. I never feel that way about anybody. So I'm not jealous, but I'm territorial. And that means that if this is my space and this is my human, you know, you can mind your mind your business and be away from there. And that's just the way I feel about it. And I think you're pretty well the same way. I entered into a, a spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical contract with my wife. Yes. That I refuse to break those bonds in any sort of way, shape, or fashion, no matter how many people feel that they think that they can shake our tree. Yeah. It is not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I do not care. It doesn't matter if we're having issues. It doesn't matter if we're having, you know, a good time, pleasure, or anything in between. It's not going to happen. Yeah, this isn't my thing, but for a lot of people it is, and God love them. You know, if this is what you're into, this is what you're into. Hey, you know. I, I'm surprised it's as popular as it is, though. Well, I, I, I feel it might have something to do with the swinger community. I suppose um, that it does, especially since the next one is also is threesomes and group sex. Yeah. So I think these kind of can actually be put together, really, in a lot of ways. And depending on <clears throat> who you have involved. But, yeah, it's just uh, the, the, the threesomes. I mean, it was a, the, a fantasy I had when I was a kid. Well, let's, but... let's, go, yeah, let's move right on to that number two there, threesomes and group sex. I think there's been every guy in the world has had the fantasy of two chicks. Oh, yeah. I mean, have you now? Have you ever acted on it? No. Okay. So I have, and a couple of things that I took from that experience. If you are a man who has that fantasy, you are living in a dream world where that situation is going to involve you laying there and two women just completely obsessed with your pee pee. Yeah. Right. That's exactly all it is. So that is not how it works in real life. In real life, they are as much into each other. Ideally should be as they are into you, which means you've got some work to do, pal. It's a triangle. Yeah. There are three people in that room and normally you have to deal with one of them. Now you have to deal with two. So you better eat your Wheaties. Okay. If you're going to be one of these guys that's, uh, you know, 30 seconds and you're out uh you you are definitely in the wrong situation here you know when it, 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 in my youth that's pretty much what i kind of broke it down to is like oh man this would be the best 30 seconds and then right and and unfortunately that that's something that men a lot of times can't control and especially if they're in a situation where it is this is a fantasy i've had forever and they're so excited you know, this is this is a lot of the source for premature ejaculation. Yeah, the gun's either not going to load or go off 
early. Yeah. Well, you know, now, if you're fortunate, you're able to just bounce back and go for a second one. But I have discovered over, year, over the years that that is not necessarily the norm for most men. No. Uh, most men, once they're, they're done, they're done for a while. Uh, which can benefit you in this situation, uh, but you know you're better off if you could just keep going. Believe me. And again, um, now we're 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 talking about one man and two women. Two However, women. there's also the devil's triangle, yeah, as they call it, where it's two men and a woman. And I think most men are sort of like, okay, don't look at each other. Yeah. What happens if our peepees touch? You know, I I have no but, interest no, in this. I have met some men who are really into it. Yes, I have too. Uh, at to which point I'm like, again, you know, I'm sharing, and uh, an experience like this, it's I prefer the one on one. I don't want any other distractions. I will. Or I will tell you that while it is not a fetish of mine or anything else, uh, there is, and while I'm not a swinger in any any way, shape, form, or fashion, and this is where I say that I, I'm, yes, I'm heterosexual, but I'm also not narrow minded in the sense that. I do understand that that thruples exist, or three way, you know, the, the, the union of three people or mm-hmm. triads, whatever you want to call them. That doesn't necessarily a, a a sealed union of three people doesn't necessarily bother me. I'm not bothered by you know it. what I mean, or or I, I, or I what I'm saying is I would I would uh, uh, entertain the thought of it. If, I would. If I couldn't if it's two women and they're saying hey. You know, I, I would entertain the thought of that. But to do that, I would have to be in love with both of them. And that is really, really hard to do. I would think that it would be, yeah. Because I mean, now you're pulling uh, – you can be in love with, with, with anything. I mean, and, but, you know, to have that, oh, you're my special person. Oh, you're my special person. And it's like it, – Two special people versus one special person, I feel waters down the whole special person. Well, not only that, but I think it would be very difficult to find. I mean, it's difficult to find one person in this world as it is, let alone two. Um, Yeah, wow. So that leaves us with number one, and this is the one that the article claims is fairly common today. Uh, And that it's a lot more common than it was, and that's anal anal sex or, or, or butt play or whatever you want to call it here. Yeah, no now, surprise. This, this, of course, can take any number a number of forms or whatever. It could be, uh, you know, man, uh, a man being pegged by a woman. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, typical man dominating a woman, men on men, women. You know, it could go any which way it, it does. It's very interesting that, you know, 60, 50, even 40 years ago, you know, um, it was blowjobs that were taboo then. Yeah, or or you 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 brought up something along the lines of anal play to a man, mm-hmm. and they would immediately write it off as something that's gay. You can't do that. Yeah, something homosexual <clears throat> or, or and vilifying the homosexuality. Yes, yes. that's and the key point. One of the things that I want to point out here, and this is something that you learn as you get into the sex world, is that you cannot confuse an activity with a predilection for who you choose to lay with. Right. Those are two completely different things. Who you choose to lay with is your sexuality. If you're a man and you choose to lay with a man, you're gay. If you're a man and you choose to lay with a woman, you're straight. I mean, it's not complicated here. Or even but, if you're, 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 you consider yourself, like, bi or whatnot. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I have, There's that, too. Yes. I, I have taken that into account, which is why, uh, you know, I... Uh, when people ask me, "Are you you, you gay, straight, in between?" and like, "No, I'm married," mm-hmm. and that should probably be all the answers that you need. Is I am dedicated to one person. I don't care 
like if, yes if, you're if you could take your wife's name and make it that like if yeah. you're you're a you're uh, i'm a this person yes yeah 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 that that's yeah because i i mean you know who, who who's to say 20 years ago uh like or in an alternate universe like and now here's some here's some real thought you know in, in the alternate universe what if I'm the woman and she's the man. Mm-hmm. Or what if we're both women? Or what if we're both men? Well, and and that's just it. It's it's the activity though is completely immaterial. Right. It, it the if you are if you are a man and you are with a woman, you are heterosexual. If the two of you, regardless of what you're doing, that is still heterosexual sex at that point. Right. Period. It's just that simple. I think the only place that sort of muddies the waters a little bit, and this is where socially speaking, we're having difficulty today. Is as the world begins to um, better accept uh, the idea of somebody being transgender, now people are saying, "Well, what does that mean for me sexually?" You well, know, if, if, and that's that's where that's where you're getting a lot of the, the 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 moments where, unfortunately, men are acting egregiously and you know assaulting somebody because they find out that this person that they thought was born a woman was not born a woman and now i must assert my masculinity by beating her or whatever yeah you know, all the all these types of things that are going on and that is that is tragic and it's a travesty it is. but at the same time and it's i think it's something that we need to legitimately address somewhere mm-hmm. down the line is the percentage of people who identify as transgender is not as high as everybody it, like everybody feels that somebody who who's transgender just lives right next door to them well these days i think that that's somewhat muddied again because of the the social media aspect coming into it now everyone needs to be an individual and so now where uh trans people have been around for Oh, God, decades, decades, if not if not if not 100 years at this point, I'm trying to remember exactly when the first I would surgery was done. And I want to say it was the 20s sometime. And even if the surgery wasn't done, you still have the predilection who of people were who were living, living their lives, living their way. lives sure. like that for years. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not new yet. All of a sudden in the last you know couple of years, we've got, you know, 172 genders now and all this other ridiculousness and I, I don't understand that at all yeah and so because everyone has to be an individual and everyone has to feel special or something but and 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 then they create the terms like you yeah then they, they create a whole new avenue of rules like you can't understand because you're a straight male and you don't understand you're, right you're right i don't know what's going through your well, mind it, because it be- i'm not you it becomes very very difficult because again it's muddying the waters and just making things a lot more complicated than it needs to be for certain. And that'll be a conversation that we have at a la- later date. But yeah. considering that we had this in-depth conversation, and if you want to write us and tell what me what kind of... What are you into? Yeah. Yeah, what kind of uh, creep that I am for having an opinion of, of, of transgenders or, or, or you're a religious fanatic and you want to tell us that we're going to hell, you can write us at BehindTheRedLight702 at gmail.com. Yes, yeah, send us all your hate. We'll read it live and we'll tell everybody that you don't like us because we said something that you couldn't take. Yeah, but I have a rule about that, and I will tell everybody that if you come at me with hate and nonsense and absurdity, I will out you, and I don't care. 
Oh yeah, uh, well that 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 was also the disclaimer. Uh, disclaimer: We will out you. We will make everybody know that you know you're you're that acting you're a like jerk. acting like yep. a jerk as opposed to going. Well, aren't you trying to understand this? Which we are. Which is why we're having this then, conversation. Oh, now, 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 if somebody comes at me with that, with 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 honest discourse, yes. I will not out that. If, if you come to me and say, "Listen, I think you may have misunderstood something," and make your point. I have no issue with that whatsoever. We, we will discuss the point, and, and that's how opinions change. Yes. But if you're a religious fanatic and you want to tell us that we're going to hell, that email address again is oh behind the red light 702 at gmail.com. I have a. Uh, I, I, I have you have a, an obsession with getting the, they think uh, this is your fetish yes this is uh, well, you, you you want you want a fool to, to come at us well the reason why I want that is that's how I know I've made it oh, I know okay. I've made it if I've pissed off the if church. somebody hates you yeah. I got it <laughs> if if I've uh, if I've pissed off a religious fanatic then I know I've made it. well if you don't hate us and you want to be friends with us and you don't care that we know who you are you can always go to the book of faces there and like behind the red light look us up you'll see a nice little logo there that is the beautiful silhouette of a woman in neon go ahead and like us there and interact with us with we 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 promise we don't bite we only nibble yeah there's that mm -hmm. or uh i'm still hoping that's how you know you because just think of all the free press we could get if a religious lunatic was like don't listen to these guys and then everybody listens to us good lord you know on that note folks you've got millions upon millions of entertainment options thank at you your, for at listening. your disposal thank you so much for choosing us every week we appreciate you yes to the people who enjoy our program we are grateful that you enjoy our program we're going to do our best to try to get more programs out to you for the people who don't like listening to our program but listen to us anyway thank you very thank much thank you for listening we us. need the numbers absolutely and uh yeah that's it i guess we're gonna close this out so from larry that's jim that's jim i'm larry and i guess we will talk to you next week see ya